0: Hey guys, this is Nate Dorsey, agronomist with RDO Equipment Company, and you're listening to the Agriculture Technology Podcast. RDO is an industry leader in agriculture equipment and precision agriculture technology. On this podcast, you'll learn from industry experts on the latest from RDO and John Deere. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of RDO Equipment Company's Agriculture Technology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. So, with that, I really want to introduce our guest to the show today, and he's here to talk to us about the forestry industry, which is a little bit different from what we've been covering in the podcast so far, where we've concentrated more on agriculture. You know, there's a lot of similarities with forestry. I guess you could almost view it as long-term agriculture. So, I want to welcome Brock Magnuson to the show. He is a product specialist based in Missoula, Montana. And he is working in the agriculture and forestry areas there in Missoula. So, Brock, thanks for joining us on the show. I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself and, and kind of give some background um, and kind of what you're working on there in, in Montana.
1: Thanks, Nate. So, within the last couple months, I, I recently relocated to the Missoula-Montana area and have been working with our Kalispell and Missoula locations. And formerly, I was a industrial uh, machine technology uh, product specialist in North Dakota, so now I'm not only working with the worksite technology or the construction equipment and and the related technology there, but also forestry technology and and ag and guidance technology.
0: So, how the transition been from going uh, from being in North Dakota into Montana and kind of shifting gears a little bit?
1: So. Forestry has its similarities with construction. Um, the the equipment there are they're essentially construction pieces that have been adapted to work in the woods, and the industry is somewhat similar with agriculture, which I which I have some background in prior to my working at RDO. So, it's been mostly a, an easy transition.
0: Great. So I personally don't know very much about the the industry in in terms of forestry and logging and the equipment seems to be quite a bit different than what we use in agriculture. So first off, as we introduce this this episode, I think it'd be really kind of great to kind of go over some of the basics of the different machinery that's that's being used and what they're being used for.
1: Absolutely. So I'm I'm pretty new to forestry myself and I have a lot left to learn, but I have picked up so far on the the different kinds of machines that are used and in what kind of different logging operations they're used in. So there is a whole tree logging, and then there's also a cut-to-length logging. And in this part of the world, there really isn't very much cut-to-length logging. And cut-to-length logging is essentially cutting the tree off at the stump, and you're processing it at the stump, and then you are loading it onto a wheeled vehicle, which we would call a forwarder. And that would transport the timber to a loading site where it would it would uh, get moved onto a truck. So, the the difference uh, with whole tree logging is that the tree is felled at the stump and it is put down on the ground, and then later a different machine would come and, and process that piece of wood and delimit, as we call it, remove all the limbs from it and um, maybe maybe cut it a little bit shorter, and then. That uh, piece of timber or bundles or piles of timber will be skidded, dragged along the ground by a machine called a skidder, to a landing where they're then... Loaded up and put on a truck, and, and most of the time taken to a, a mill of some sort. So, with the whole tree, there are feller bunchers, um, knuckle, boom, knuckle boom loaders, there are skidders, there are swing machines that can be adapted for several different applications with a number of special attachments that both Deer Builds and then also a partner company, uh, Waratah, produces some of those special attachments also.
0: So what are some of those different special attachments that can be used on a swing machine? Can you give us some examples?
1: Well, I mentioned the feller buncher. So a feller buncher would have a, a felling head on it, which has got basically a gigantic uh, circular saw disc and a grapple. And it uses this disc to cut the tree off at the, at the stump at the base. And then it grabs it and puts the timber down on the ground. There are then processing heads that would go on swing machines, and oftentimes construction excavators are retrofitted and adapted to accept these processing heads. So the processing head would pick up the felled tree from the ground, and it would run the uh, the trunk of the tree through this through a set of knives. They will then delim the tree, and then it's also got a hydraulically operated chainsaw that will cut the tree off at whatever the desired length is there are a couple other oddball attachments there's something known as a mulching head or a masticating head and this is basically to describe it in basic terms it's it's kind of like a wood chipper that's hanging on the end of an excavator and uh, basically it mulches a tree from the top down of the stump something like that would be used for a thinning operation where the goal is to the timber.
0: Yeah, and I think I've seen a few videos on YouTube of some of these swing machines with these special attachments. And I guess before I didn't really know what their names were, but I've seen how quick and how efficient some of those attachments can be. And it's, it's almost scary how well that they work.
1: Yeah, it, uh, logging is dangerous. And one of the reasons is because everything moves so quickly.
0: So one of the things that I'm that I'm also interested in in terms of the logging industry is that you know, for me I've never really thought of technology being a big part of the business and part of the industry, but as I've prepared a little bit for this episode, it seems like th- that there is actually a pretty good amount of technology adoption. Can you go over some of the different types of technologies that people are starting to use and and kind of the effects that that's pe- that's having on people's businesses there?
1: Similar to uh construction or and some large ag operations, uh, there is utilization of JD Link and JD Link data and some loggers are using, you know, if the owner is not the the operator, they're using JD Link to monitor machine locations, check on their machine health. As as a dealer, we have the capability to use remote diagnostics, just like uh, we would on industrial machines or or tractors. And then the biggest and newest thing is TimberNavi, and TimberNavi is a GPS navigation solution uh, designed for the forest. It's really the first thing like it it's it's new to us it's kind of a product that's evolving
0: so can you talk talk a little bit more about the timber navi system and and what it is and how it works i mean is it kind of like the a standard gps that you'd see in in a, in a car or is it more similar to what you would see on the on the agriculture side
1: it's it's kind of a blend of both. It's really similar to a touchscreen GPS that you would see in a car, except it's it's a larger monitor. It's Windows-based. It's essentially a touchscreen Windows PC with the Timber Navi software loaded onto it. And for, as far as a logging application, it's obviously used to... Um, show the operator where they are in their job it has satellite imagery on it so they can they have the the latest satellite image of their of their job where they're located and it's also got some cool features that you can build into the maps that you create for timber Navi. and so you can put points of interest and landmarks into your maps and you can have alarms that coincide with those things so you can also create what they call a cut block. And that would be the boundary of the, the timber sale or the timber job. Obviously, you wouldn't want to cut outside of that cut block. And so when you approach the boundaries of your timber, you'd get an alarm, an alert on your timber tabby monitor that's telling you that you've, you've reached the end of your your timber. And again, if there are other Landmarks in your job, you'd get uh, an alert with that as well. And machine tracking. So you can see your tracking layers that go on this map, see exactly where you've been and what you've covered. And you can measure that stuff too. So you can measure the distance that you've traveled and you can also measure area. So it can be awesome to see how many acres you have uh, harvested at the end of the day or the end of a
0: week. So if I'm an owner of one of these businesses and I have operators that are out in the field. I assume that I can see them using the using the JD Link system Can I also set things like geofences or curfews for my equipment and for my operators to kind of better manage a fleet of equipment that's out there.
1: Absolutely, you can set up the geofence so that if a machine changes job job sites or moves someplace that is not supposed to, uh, you you would be alerted and then curfews as well. Many of these job sites are very very remote, so they would be, you know, not not nearly as accessible as many construction job sites for, say, uh, vandalism, for instance. But with that, the level of security would be very low since since these sites are so remote most of the time.
0: So, in terms of in terms of laws, I think I would imagine there are some laws around timber and harvesting. Are there any ways that this technology is helping businesses and operators better? Able to manage those things and make sure that they're following uh, anything that applies to their to their operation.
1: Definitely, like with timber navi, I mentioned the cut block and the cut block alarms. So there are fines if you're harvesting uh, on uh, U.S. Forest Service land and you would harvest outside of your cut block area. There there can be heavy fines and the the cost of the investment in timber navi could easily offset cost of potential
0: fines. Great. So I'm also kind of inter- interested to learn more about your own learning experience. I would imagine that your learning experience of getting into the industry and learning about the, te- the technology and the equipment is probably very similar to other people who are, you know, in the logging or forestry industries and trying to learn about this technology as well. Do you have any experiences or stories that you can share about learning the equipment and technology and working with some customers out in that area that really highlight the value in some of this equipment?
1: So for the most part i I've, I've been relying on our our forestry salesman heavily he's got many many years of experience with these customers so he's got some excellent relationships and that's been very helpful in like making job site visits so that i can learn the different processes and different kinds of logging and see all of this different equipment in action so been on probably half a dozen different logging jobs, and each has been a little bit different. There's There's been some uh, steep slope logging with track machines and then also some line logging where there are there are cables that are up high and then a bundle of logs is then riding this cable up a very steep slope as opposed to a wheeled skitter dragging a bundle of logs around, which, which I've seen on other kinds of jobs. And then there's even been... Somebody that was you know logging their own pasture, and so it it's been a little bit of everything, but I've just been uh, trying to get exposed to uh, whatever I can to uh, broaden my understanding of forestry
0: so if someone's interested in learning more about this equipment and technology, who do you recommend that that they contact is that Is that you or are you really the only technology person kind of working in the forestry area? Or are there other people what What would you recommend for those who are interested in learning more?
1: You could absolutely contact me. Or, or some of our salesmen that work with forestry equipment. So Bill Jones is our uh, forestry equipment salesman in Missoula. And in Kalispell, Montana, we also have Wayne Boulet who sells some industrial equipment uh, along with uh, forestry equipment. Then I know there's, uh, there's Buzz in Arizona that also sells some, uh, some forestry equipment, and he would have some knowledge.
0: Well, thanks so much for spending some time with us today, Brock. I really appreciate you taking the time to share with us some more about the technology and that, that industry, which is probably new to a lot of us. So thanks a lot.
1: Yeah, thank you, Nate.
0: Visit RDOEquipment.com slash podcast to listen to new episodes and catch up on any that you missed. You can also listen and subscribe to our podcast on Apple and Android devices so that you never miss out on the latest news and technology from RDO Equipment Company and John Deere. If you like this podcast, please share it on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or any other social media platform that you use. You can also connect with me on Twitter at RDO Nate Dorsey, that's R D O N A T E D O R S E Y, where you can tweet me questions, episode feedback, and ideas for future topics to cover. Please join us next time on the Agriculture Technology Podcast.